0: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
1: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins.
0: Well, maybe we have some surprises in store tonight because we have conference tournament basketball happening across the country. So to talk about that, we bring in Matt Joseph, Mid-Major Matt, handicapper for Sports Memo. He is on Twitter at Mid-Major Matt. Matt, good morning to you. And I believe, if we have him online here, I'm not quite sure if we do. Matt, if you're there, are you looking at the West Coast Conference game tonight? Because if you're not looking at it and you're not there, then guess what? We're going to handicap it.
2: Uh, yeah, I am here, and um, certainly I am going to look at this game tonight. And uh, certainly, you know, it's a very short line. It's very interesting to see how short it is considering, you know, Gonzaga played so well last night, and of course St. Mary's uh, was really good until they had acted like they'd never seen a, a press before. Uh, and we saw against that game in uh, in the kennel that uh, St. Mary's struggled with the press. So I don't know necessarily if it's a trappy sort of line, but Gonzaga at that price seems like a very nice play tonight.
1: Yeah, uh, I like Gonzaga as well as maybe taking a long, hard look at the over, even though the fact that uh, a team has struggled against a full court press kind of bothers me in that regard. But what are the other games that have stuck out to you on the slate today?
2: Well, today is unfortunately the day when a lot of the conferences have their, you know, their bad teams playing. You look at the Atlantic 10, you look at the ACC, it's like, oh my goodness, it's all their bad teams. You want to decide if you want to lose – money betting on Louisville one more time or maybe Florida State. Uh, I'll take a look at that game tonight in the Northeast Conference. It's the fascinating circumstances that you have a Merrimack team who is basically playing for nothing tonight because we know that uh, Fairleigh Dickinson is going to take the Northeast Conference bid. Um, I feel like Merrimack is a really good bet tonight. And I think that what I might do is I might split my units up and put half on the first half and half in in the game because they're playing for pride tonight, essentially. They are not going to make the NCAA tournament. They're going to be home. Um, And I feel like there's a chance Fairleigh Dickens is going to play like, hey, we got our stuff locked up. We're going to go out there, give it our best effort. But Fairleigh Dickens' defensive numbers, they're in the 350s defending the two and defending the three. I just feel like we get a really good effort from Merrimack tonight who wants to go out on a high note taking that regular season and conference championship even though they're not going to get the automatic bid.
0: We're talking to Mid Major Matt, handicapper for Sports Memo. Matt Joseph, and he is on Twitter at Mid Major Matt. So we were discussing this earlier, and I, I don't quite know the answer. But when you're talking about not all of these tournaments, but but many of these these bigger conference tournaments take place at neutral sites. So how do you take the information that you have from the past season or two and say, okay, I'm going to handicap a neutral site here when normally we look at home and away splits.
2: Well, I mean, so one of the things I like to do and it's been it's been profitable in some tournaments and pro- and not profitable in other ones is uh, day two, I like betting on teams who've already got a game under their belt in the first half against a team who's brand new and has not played in that arena um, because we find that a lot of times with like, like you said, there's neutral courts there's some weird sight lines and things like that. There's, you know, there might be 300 fans out there, which is something some teams may not be necessarily used to and for people who are not familiar, because I've been to a lot of the conference tournaments, what they kind of do is the day before most times they give you kind of an hour to shoot around and some teams take it seriously and they do they run their plays and they do some stuff other teams just throw half court shots up and kind of you know lollygag a little bit so um, I I don't think that's enough time to get used to the weird sight lines the big arenas and things like that so one of the things I like to do is play the first half so with teams that are familiar with their surroundings against teams that are not
1: yeah I love that angle Uh, even you could play that angle in March Madness as well how much do you make of line movement in some of these games? Because we have seen some significant line movement in some of these smaller school matchups, like I was looking at the one between Stephen F. Austin and Utah Tech, I believe went from one and a half to two and a half. And sure enough, they're getting their best player back. How much stock do you put in that when you see a line move significantly in a, you know, a game that's not really on the general public's eyesight?
2: Yeah, like you said before, I was coming on. I think the people who move these lines are the people who are doing it intentionally. They know what they want and they know what they're betting on. And you know, you know, I like guess look, it's in co- it's like in college football when you see the line movement, like the FCS or in one of these conferences that people don't bet a lot in. It's somebody who's in the know who more often than not is moving it. The other kind of situation we see sometimes is people are moving lines to set up the buyback, like they want to try and middle everything. Uh, you know, maybe somebody's got a pick. Them and they wanted two and a half the other direction. So I think sometimes it's the smart bettors moving the line so they can middle some things, or it's the smart bettors who have some inside information or who spend more time betting on those games than the bigger ones.
0: Matt, when you see something like that, how do you how do you factor that in if you're going to bet it like a good example is I think for maybe what you're talking about is UMass enrichment tonight so if you look at the trends right now it, it's really hard to find a trend on either side You mass beat richmond earlier in the season and then all of a sudden you see just sharp action hammering richmond all the money coming in on the spiders but if you're looking at the numbers it's really hard to to make a strong explanation for why that's happening outside of just the fact that the money is coming in on the spiders so do you do anything with that or do you just stay away
2: well, so it's, I mean, it's funny you mention that because I'm literally sitting here watching my odds board, and I'm sitting here waiting for a three, hopefully, because I want to take UMass. Um, I'm, in, I'm in Virginia. Okay. I'm in the Richmond area. Um, and look, the Spiders are an interesting case. They're a team that has gone through some things. Their coach uh, had heart surgery. They won their first game with their interim coach, and it was a really emotional game. And then they've lost three, three games since then. And you look at what happened to Richmond in their last game against George Mason. They were, you know, it was a close game. They get the ball stolen with three seconds left. They give up a layup. They lose at home. Um, and so I feel like there's not a lot of momentum surrounding this program. Whereas if you look at UMass, the one thing that they do really well is the offensive rebound, which is something that the the spiders struggle with. They're not big enough. They're not. They don't have a lot of tough guys inside. And so I think UMass can can get some offensive rebounds. Can get some things. Uh, they didn't have a couple of guys who are playing tonight in that game you mentioned so i i I hope it gets the three because i'd love to take umass in this situation
1: all right so not all of these conference tournaments have started yet so you can still get in some futures bets when it comes to the bigger uh conference are there any futures you like whether it's the sec big 10 i know you've been following the big east do you like any of those futures bets for the conference tournament
2: so a couple of the ones that I like, um, I, you know, I am a anti-Villanova guy. It's the Philadelphia in me. I'm a Temple guy more than the Villanova guy, but I think you have to sprinkle a little on Villanova to win the big East. Make sure to shop around, get your best price. But I mean, Villanova is starting to play like the team we had hoped now that Justin Moore is healthy. Um, obviously it's a really tough conference um, and I don't expect them to win, but if you get a team with a pedigree like that and a solid players like that, nine to one, 10 to one, I think Villanova is worth a look. I think in the Whack Grand Canyons were, a look uh, Grand Canyon. has got arguably some of the best guard play in the conference. They've got some of the best coaching in the conference. Um, their path is not terrible. Um, they're on the opposite side of the one seat. So they won't have to face the one seat until the championship game. I think that's something to take a look at. And then I think UAB's worth a look in conference USA. I think a lot of people are going to go instantly to Florida Atlantic. I just think uh, UAB is the better team. I think they've got the better player. Um, that's a, the uh, one of the ones that's going to be towards the top. They're like, plus 250 plus 240 depending upon where you look um but those are three that i'm kind of looking at in some of the smaller conferences uh, slash the big east
0: we're talking with matt joseph mid-major matt handicapper for sports memo matt when you look at conference futures or conference title futures be it out in the Pac 12 be it in the big 12 big 10 are there any teams that you like just based on value
2: so i think there's some a little bit of value with indiana Um, in the the Big Ten. Obviously, they're the second team, but they're a second team in a lot of places by a a nice margin. Uh, You know, I'm looking at one place, they're plus 550. Um, You know, another place, they might be plus 500. It's not terrible. I mean, I think we're going to truly find out who the best team in the Big Ten is during this conference because um, everybody seems to win at home. I feel like every big 10 conference game this season was like the home team minus three and a half and the home team held serve a lot. So I think we're going to get a true sense as to who the best team in the conference is. I would not take Purdue in that one. I don't think there's enough value in that situation. Maybe I'd consider Michigan state. We, you know, it is March. That is Tom Izzo time. His team is rounding into form, but I think there's some value in fading Purdue in the big 10 for this coming tournament.
1: All right, Matt. So who do you like to win it all, whether it's a value play or somebody who you think just has, you know, the recipe for success when it comes to March Madness.
2: Goodness, I have so many different little bets out there on a bunch of teams. Um, I think there's some value with Creighton. I think Creighton has one of the better starting fives. The problem is their bench isn't very good, and if they're going to want to win all these games, they're going to have to get something from their bench. Um, I think there's definitely some value there. I think there's some value with Arizona. Arizona's got the best offense in America. The problem is that they don't play consistent defense. But if you're going to get into a game with Arizona, you might have to prepare to play in the the 80s. Um, So I think Arizona's worth a look here. And I think, and I mentioned this last night, like I don't know if they're going to win the championship, but I think Gonzaga's got some some value too because nobody's talking about Gonzaga. Every Think about the past three or four years. Um, everything's been on Gonzaga because they've had these glossy records and everything, and they've been, you know, a one seed. This year they're going to be like a three seed, and not many people are going to talk about them. I think if you take the pressure off a team like that, there's a chance Gonzaga's offense can get them through a little bit. So maybe even look at like a final four bet because they're not going to be a one seed. They're not going to get everybody's attention here. I think Gonzaga's offense could certainly carry them, and we've seen them play a little bit of defense the past couple of games.
0: Find him on Twitter at MidMajorMatt. He is the handicapper for Sports Memo. It is Matt Joseph. Matt, always great information, and good luck on your bets tonight. Thanks so much.